Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we give you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And we're here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., and Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. That's our special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We stream at those times at richarddugan.com, and there are podcasts available of every single program. First, you can go to SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry or I think that's Burberry, uh, be that as it may. There's also iHeart and Amazon Music. And you can watch these interviews on the channel Tell Me Your Story with Richard Dugan. Uh, just go to YouTube and type that in and you'll uh, find the guy with the black hat on YouTube. We hope that you will uh, avail yourselves of these opportunities to listen to and to watch these programs as well as to go to our guest's website. We'll be giving our guest's website in just a moment. We also hope that uh, if you uh, feel uh, led to do so and... Um, the programs resonate with you and you'd like to support us financially, we'd be greatly appreciative of that. You uh, know that we use PayPal and we use that for your security as well as ours. And uh, when you uh, go to PayPal to send us a contribution, all you have to do is put in my email address because that's what they're going to ask for. Who are you sending this to? Richard at RichardDugan.com. That's Richard at RichardDugan.com. We also want you to participate in the Decade of Perfect Vision, the 2020s. We want you to go within to spend time in that quiet, still, peaceful, calm place and listen to the still, small voice, your higher self, the divine, whatever you want to call it, that is going to give you instruction, insight, encouragement, inspiration, among other things. And so is our guest. He is going to help us out in that regard as well. And I'm very excited to have our guest here on the program, Ken D. Foster. And uh, he is a coach and a mentor. Uh, he's done so with CEOs, entrepreneurs, executives, senior pro professionals, and all the good people out there. And uh, he's he's spoken, tells stories. He's an amazing individual. Ken, uh, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the program. I found out about you through some emails we were receiving and watched some of the videos, uh, as well as you have your own radio program as well. Thanks for being with us. It's a pleasure to be with you, Richard. I've been looking forward to this. Uh, now, you have uh, something interesting that's out there. Not everybody does, and yet at the same time, some would say, well, but Richard, most of the people you have on your program, they have a book. Well... Believe it or not, Ken has one, too. It's called The Courage to Change Everything. It's a daily system to change your destiny. I'm going to tell you, first of all, that you can find out about it through KenFoster.com. KenFoster.com, as I said earlier, we will be linked to uh, your website, Ken. First of all, I like defining terms. So let's start with the word courage. What is it? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, years past, people thought of courage as somebody jumping out of a, a burning uh, building, maybe, or somebody jumping out, bungee jumping, or somebody running in to uh, help somebody you know, save a life, that type of thing. So, you know, those are forms of courage. But as we define it today, the definition of courage has really changed. Courage is an energy. It's a power. It's a feeling that is within us. And when we tap into it, what happens is that uh, actually the mind gets clear, the, uh, our adrenaline starts flowing, and we start to have energy, power, and passion in ways that we normally wouldn't. And let me prove this to you really quick. 
If you were to uh, just ask a simple question, and this is for you, uh, your audience here, and you, Richard, mm-hmm. if you were to ask a question, if I was courageous, what would be the next step to take my business or my life to the next level? Just think about it for a second. If you were courageous, what would be the next step for you? Now, once you get that, you're going to feel empowered. You're going to feel a sense of, yes, this is what I need to do next. That's what courage is. It's mm-hmm. an energy. And when you tap into it, we become powerful. I have several different opportunities that are before me personally uh, and professionally uh, that I am I am just thrilled about the opportunities being there uh, because they weren't there before. And I think, well, this is kind of cool. Somebody is sort of recognizing me and my talents, my skills, my abilities, my capabilities and so forth. Uh, boy, this would be really cool if if this did actually manifest. And that's something we talk about a lot on this program, manifesting. Um, and it's a, it's sort of a, a, a kitsch word, if you will. You know, uh, it's almost cliche sometimes, the way people use it. I'm still waiting, for, and it's probably out there. I just haven't found it yet. The book entitled Quantum Manifesting. It's like enough with the quantum, okay? Either create it or don't. It, just, it doesn't have to be quantum, you know? It just needs to be done. So I'm curious, uh, you work with people to try to, I don't know, get them unstuck, try to get them motivated, try to encourage them. But the bottom line is that it's always going to come down to them, the individual making that decision that might be at that moment one of the most, one of the hardest, most difficult, most challenging decisions of their lives. And uh, it's it's like you're sitting there and the person's sitting there going, yeah, but, you know, I, I'm afraid that it's going to change everything and I'm not going to recognize myself. And you, 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 yeah. hear the, you hear the stories. Yeah, you hear the stories. You know, um, one of the reasons I wrote the book, uh, The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Essential Wisdom to Awaken Your Inner Genius, is because I had clients that would come to me and not one client, not two, not ten hundreds of clients that would come to me over the years and they would they would be wondering about this exact principle about manifesting right manifesting their dreams and you touched on one part of that that's willpower we have to use our willpower and to to move things forward you touched on another part of that which is intention um there's a woman by the name of lynn mctaggart who wrote a book uh, that um uh power of eight yeah and that book talked all about intention and the science behind intention now and how powerful to where two or more are gathered to set that powerful intention and how things happen and there's another piece to that it's just uh that i found over the years with all my clients and and with uh, with my own life and that is the <clears throat> the miracles, the magic, the synchronicity that will show up when you are resonant with a uh, with an intention in your own mind and you're in your own passion. And what I mean by that is this. <clears throat> I had a client that said, you know, I don't know why I'm not getting the recognition that I, I want to get. I really, I, I really, I've done the work. I've been, a, uh, in this case, a therapist for 30 years. I've, you know, I've done a lot of work with a lot of people and all these other people are getting recognition. I said, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you think about the limiting beliefs that you might have in right now in your mind that's stopping you from moving forward? 
one of those beliefs was, I don't think I deserve it. I'm not worthy enough. Even though this person was talking about worthiness all the time, I said, well, you got to step that up in your own life. You know, if you really knew you were worthy, how would things show up differently? And she said, well, I'd probably get on the phone and, and talk to some of these people that I think are above me right now. And I said, so what if you were able to let go of that thinking that somebody's above you? What if you just put in your psyche that everybody is equal to me? I'm a soul and I'm a powerful soul. And so are they. And we, we, we can connect on that level instead of some ego level that I'm less than or more than somebody. Let's talk about the soul level. She said, I, I can do that. You know what happened as soon as she shifted her mindset was uh, the next week she's calling me up and saying, Ken, I have an opportunity to be on this TV show. I have an opportunity to be on this podcast. It's not the podcast I've usually been on. It's one with thousands of listeners. Ken, people are calling me up. Does it ship that past? Is it miracles, masters, and synchronicity? I can tell you through experience, when you get with a coach or a mentor such as myself, um, and you know how, and they know how to help you to shift that energy, that vibration, step into your courage. What's going to happen is, again, you are going to have to do work, okay? It takes courage to make some of those calls. Don't get me wrong. You are going to have to use your willpower to do things you don't want to do on a daily basis that move you forward. But there's also the miracles, magic, and synchronicity that will start showing up for you almost instantly if you've shifted. Now, is that the only way that one knows that they've shifted, that all these things start to manifest? Or uh, is there is, – and, and what is the best method to initiate that shift? Uh, let's just say, I want the shift, Ken. I want it. Uh, so how do I flip that switch? Yeah. Well, you know, there is uh, – with an experienced coach or mentor – they have a lot of tools. There's not one formula that fits everybody. And I think as soon as we throw that out, we realize that, you know, what your life story has been, how you have gone through life, the traumas, the dramas, the successes, the failures that you've had in your life are individual to you. So what we have to do is we have to look and see what's going to help shift you. One person, I might say a word to them and they shift, okay? They're, they're a, a person that's predominantly mental. If I say that same thing to somebody that's predominantly kinesthetic, um, they're going to look at me like, uh, like I, I don't know what's going on and they won't get it, mm -hmm. right? Some people have a combination of, you know, left brain, right brain, kinesthetic, you know, mental, emotional stuff. You know, so it takes some experience to look at that. And I believe it takes intuitives. You know, those that have done the work that can tune into you as a as a client and really start to be able to really kind of merge their minds and hear what is not being said in those conversations. Mm. So, again, it's, it's not one thing, but the ultimate goal is this. We want to help you to be able to see the unseeable and know the unknowable and do the impossible. So when you can see the unseeable, what does that even mean, right? It really means that you'll be able to see things you haven't been able to see before. All of us have had that experience. Mm -hmm. You walk into a room and you see the room. And the next time you walk into a room, you see things you've never seen before. We want to be able to do that in our business and our life. We want to be able to see our blind spots because mm -hmm. when we do, we can shift that. And then knowing the unknowable, well, that's tuning into 
that higher self, the superconscious mind. That's where wisdom comes from. Wisdom doesn't necessarily come from um, reading 500 books. Yeah. <laughs> I know a lot of educated people that don't have much wisdom. But what it does come from is sitting and contemplating, which is why, again, I wrote that book in a systematic way so that each day you can sit down, you can read the courageous quotes that I put in there. You can read the wisdom from the ages. All this wisdom didn't come from me. It came from masters. And then you can ask specific questions to take your mind and point it in the direction so that you can start to manifest those dreams uh, that you want. In other words, you're realizing, not just getting more educational information, you're realizing what needs to shift inside of you so that you can take your business and your life to the next level. We're talking with Ken Foster, and he has, I would think uh, for many, would be a fascinating uh, book. It's entitled The Courage to Change Everything, Daily Strategies and Essential Wisdom to Awaken Your Inner Genius. We're going to talk more about that as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, your host, and I thank you so much for being with us here on the program. We're talking with Ken Foster, author of The Courage to Change Everything. Ken, I would like to talk about one area because um, when you were discussing at the end of the last segment, as we were just talking, things kept flooding into my mind, these images uh, of, of these different experiences, not that I had, but that I read about. And you talked about how wisdom is not, it's truly not found in a book. It's actually found uh, in the context of living one's life, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. But what I want to ask you about right now is not just your book. I've often found it fascinating what is chosen as what appears on the cover, the front, the back, even the mm -hmm. spine. Can you tell me what the diagram is, the circular diagram on the cover of your book? Oh, that's a really great question. Thank you for asking that, Richard. Um, that that diagram came to me, and um, I thought about it. I thought, what is this diagram? And I had uh, an artist uh, work on that and change colors and change shapes and change. And then I was sitting around one day. Actually, uh, uh, I was doing one of my um, broadcasts on the Voices of Courage show which your listening audience can uh, just Google or tell Siri to play Voices of Courage podcast and mm -hmm. come right up. But I, I had a guest and the guest uh, said, hey, uh, I saw your book. And he says, do you know what that represents? And I said, well, I've been thinking about it. I really don't. What, what's your take? And he said to me, he says, well, it, it's, uh, it's a, from his point of view, it's an ancient symbol of courage. And he said, you've tapped mm -hmm. into that. And he says, on the outer ring, is where we are on the on the out on the outside of our life. And he says, you take the labyrinth on that book cover, you go through that labyrinth, and eventually what it does is it leads to the inner, uh, the inner guidance and the inner journey that we all take, uh, no matter what your story is, right? Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. says, that's that's what it is. I said, Well, okay, I like that. I'll just I'll just accept that. So that's what it is at this point. I love it, and I can see that. And of course, uh, on the inner, the uh, inner two circles uh, are complete. There's no break. And I'm thinking, okay, the, those are courage, 
to change. They both start with a C, so there you go. That's just my that's my take on it, and I think well, it's fantastic. I, I like that a lot, Richard, and I think you're you're dead on because once we reach that center point, which could be uh, for us the principles of truth, or mm. you know that the. the um, that place where we have a sense of peace of mind. We have a sense of knowing. Mm. Um, that's really what we're all after, isn't it? Yeah. Now, I am not going to take credit for starting this this campaign. However, I am going to say that uh, I must be in synchronicity with the universe because in 2019, as I mentioned earlier in the program, we started a campaign, Ken, and the campaign was entitled... The Decade of Perfect Vision. Now, this was September of 2019, approaching 2020, the year of perfect vision. And it was the same goal, the same focus as it is now the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s. And that is encouraging people to seek that inner guidance. Give me on a scale of one to ten and then go into a a little bit more, if you will, a description of um, where that falls for you. Uh, not only as a radio show host, as an author, as a speaker, as a mentor, and all of the other work that you do, as well as the rest of your life, your relationships, your social life, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. How important is your inner voice to you? Well, if we're talking about my intuition, uh, intuition is everything for me. I'm a long-term meditator. I've been uh, meditating since that 1992 when I heard this little voice that said, you've got to feel the pain to make the change. So what's been going on for me, and I think for a lot of us since 2019, we've gone through a lot of changes. And what I've found over the years with me and my clients is that that inner voice, that one that says, Go through that change, hear that, you know, go through that pain, go through the change, go through what you need to go through. That, of course, is the voice of courage. And that is also the voice that we need to listen to that will help us to make the changes that are absolutely necessary. Listen, we all have greater vision, or I don't know of all of us, a lot of us have greater vision since 2019. Mm. We've had to let go of what we thought was reality and start to learn and grow and step into greater realities and more truth, more wisdom, more understanding. All of us have gone through that, at least the people around me and my clients. Mm -hmm. I bet you have too, Richard. Oh yeah, A lot of of us have changed since then. Oh yeah, big time. Um, And it's interesting. I I say this tongue in cheek, but it's not necessarily facetiously said that these programs are therapy for me. Uh, And I get I gain wisdom and insight from you and others uh, to help me to to make it through some of these. uh, I call them challenging times. Um, And it is interesting how things have changed. For obviously a lot of folks, for myself, I mean, on the one hand, uh, when the pandemic was declared uh, in March of uh, 2020, I continued to work. I continued to get up every morning and go to work. My wife was furloughed for eight weeks, but now she's back. She's been back to work uh, since. Um, And yet we have, of course, followed some of the news and all of this kind of stuff. And I have to say that the one thing that uh, short term really irritated me it bothered me was all of the complaining and of course my my problem was the irony was 
there I was. I was complaining about the complainers. You know, it's like, okay, you need to get a handle on, get a grip on this, buddy, because, um, you know, if you're going to move forward, you got to let them go ahead and complain and not worry about them complaining. And yet I understood where they were coming from because their whole world was being turned upside down. Uh, and so for some, uh, almost literally. So well, I, I sure can yeah. relate that with you. I, you know, at first it was bothering me too. And then I thought to myself, well, you know, what, what's behind the complaint and the behind the complaint was people were uncertain. They were yeah. worried. They were fearful. And for me, I went to compassion, yes. you know, not only for the, the general public and the news media and that, but for my own family, for my own self. Yeah. And so there was a, there was a lesson in that to be able to shift immediately to compassion and, and understanding yeah. and, you know, and the understanding how we're all connected here. And this isn't just about my, my brother who's wearing a mask or getting vaccinated or not getting vaccinated. It's about all of us. Yeah. How do we, how do we show up and how do we deal uh, with, with everybody that's going through the changes that uh, we're all going through? Yeah. Right. This is, this yeah. is unprecedented yeah. in our day and time that yeah. the entire globe is going through the same thing. Yeah. Uh, now, maybe not every single individual, because there may be some people who have no clue about what's been going on for the last two years because they live so far off the grid. They're so disconnected. And again, that's fine uh, that they're not affected by it. And OK, great, wonderful. You're not going to get sick and and you're never going to hear this program, maybe. But then again, who knows? But um, it's fascinating. Ken Foster is my guest here on Tell Me Your Story. And I'm Richard Dugan, your host. And uh, I am so glad that you are with us and sharing with us and having the courage to even consider the possibility of making cha changing everything. This is the program that brings you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. You know, Ken, we talk about uh, finding those new ways of living because all you have to do is look around you. The old ways aren't working. They just don't work anymore. I mean, I'm, there's one system. And for some reason, there are so many people that are vested in it. Mm. They don't want to see it undermined. It's also, they're vested in it from a, um, how can I put, a, a, a nationalistic or patriotic perspective. Not political, not political, but patriotic. And it's our economy. Our current economy, and I knew this when I was 14, 15, 16 years ago, being prepared for the workforce, that it was unsustainable. And we're seeing it today. You know, now the uh, minimum wage nationally is supposed to be like, what, 15 bucks an hour? Well, folks, do the math. It doesn't, it, you can't continue to increase wages unless prices go up. Well, if prices go up, what has to happen? Wages have to go up. And it's just this continuing situation. Now, do I have the solution? No. I do not. <laughs> okay. But what I do know is that that's just one of the many systems that we have. Our educational system has been turned upside down, Ken. But people are still learning. But they're finding new ways of learning. Now, I'm not saying that Zoom is, you know, the end all and be all by any means because we need that social interaction. We need to connect with one another and find ways to do that. Um. 
I have two older sisters. They went to university, Arizona State. I have a brother who went to DeVry for his engineer, electronics engineering degree. I went to a six-month course in broadcasting in 1980, uh, but most of the learning I've had was on the job. With yeah. these programs, Ken, I feel like I should have my Ph.D. in eclectic mm. studies. So the systems that we currently are living under and, you, you know, and I'm this is this kind of goes to one of the systems that you deal with every day. And that's our business. OK, our entrepreneurs, our CEOs and so forth. Tell me, what have you seen? And maybe we should use a benchmark of 19. Um, I'm sorry, of 2019. How have you seen if there has been anything to see? The corporate world, the business world, how you, have you seen it change for the better for not just the executives, but mm -hmm. the people who really actually make the money? And that's mm -hmm. the people on the front lines, the workers. Well, you know, unfortunately, in our country today, um, there's a lot of focus on the uh, billionaires and how much money they've made over since 2019. Yeah, and I think Gates is up uh, somewhere up at 70 billion. Amazon's up. Uh, I forgot the number on there, but in the billions. So mm -hmm. there's a there's a few elitists that have you know have benefited greatly with the uh, with this. I think the media sometimes focuses on that. Maybe yeah. we need to focus on that. But I think here's 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 the key. Um, you're probably not going to be uh, anyone that's going to make a difference in changing uh, what happens to Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates or Fauci or any of those. But what you can do is you can become part of the collective that changes what's working for you and what's not working for mm -hmm, you. Mm -hmm. So I think we, you know, you said you had a PhD. I got a feeling you have a PhD in results, whether you have the number of the, the uh, <laughs> whether you have the certificate or not, you know, you've lived long enough, you got a PhD in results in a whole bunch of areas. Yeah. And I think what uh, we've gotten away from in this country <clears throat> is that we need to start re-empowering individuals and stop empowering institutions. And the way we do that as an individual is we look at our life and we say, what's working in my life? What's not working in my life? What can I do to improve today? And we ask those three questions every single day. We also tune into that inner voice and we, we listen deeply to what that voice is sharing with us. It takes courage to follow that inner voice sometimes. Some of you are listening to this and going, well, Ken, that's not right. I'm going after Fauci. I'm going after Gates. Okay, great. If that's your inner voice saying this is your path, Great, then find the courage to go do it. But a lot of you are, you're, you're challenged with change. You know, my book is called The Courage to Change Everything, right? You will change it peacefully and easily and gracefully, or you will resist, as I think Richard said early on, you'll resist and it'll persist and it'll get more and more challenging and you'll struggle and you'll, listen, if there's challenges coming up in your life, they're only there for one reason. They're only there for you to grow, learn, evolve, let go, forgive, and move forward. It's for your own evolution. It's for my own evolution. I know that. Does it make it easier? No, sometimes we struggle. We go through pain and suffering and, and uh, sorrow. We lo have lost loved ones and friends, and we lost our businesses. We lost our, our relationships with, that were so dear to us. It's okay. It's okay, believe it or not. You are evolving. You are growing. You are become a better version of yourself, even if it doesn't feel like like that in the moment. That's what I've learned, Richard. 
Desiderata, you are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have a right to be here. And whether it is clear to you, the world is unfolding as it should. And change, for whatever reason, has become this vile, evil, I'll even <laughs> satanic thing that we are to stay away from because we need stability and we need consistency. And I get that. But if you, uh, if you were to uh, take a look through uh, the James Webb telescope today and you were to look at the movement of the stars and the planets and the solar systems, as a matter of fact, I understand that they've actually caught a glimpse of the beginnings of a supernova. They've never seen it before. Well, what is a supernova? It's a star that's going to collapse in on itself and then blow everything out. And all of that shrapnel, if you will, is going to go in all different directions. Now, guess what? I'd love to talk about this a little bit as we continue. There's no judgment there. That's neither good nor bad, but it is change. And it's going to make a difference in the universe, at least in that maybe small corner initially. And it may impact us out here. I don't know because I don't know how far away it is or how long it'll take for those pieces of, uh, of, the, of the, the star to, to reach us. And whether that would be a good or uh, a not so good thing in terms of maybe radiation or this or that or the other thing. But um, I, find it, I find it interesting that we have placed so much energy on... Uh, like the economists, uh, I've often thought this too, uh, Ken. The economists, uh, as Will Rogers once said, you could point, lay them end to end, and they'd still all point in different directions. And I add to that. <laughs> well, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And none of them are ever happy with the numbers. Yeah. It doesn't matter how good they are, they're never happy. And so I, I put forth to them, I say, what numbers would make you? I want you to be happy. I want to be happy. So what numbers would make you happy? And I will work with the collective to make those numbers happen so that you're happy. I mean, come on. This life is too short not to be happy. Absolutely. Uh, but change. And the, way we, and the way we become happy is mm -hmm. we, we look at the results that we're getting and we make changes. Yeah. You know, if we don't like what the uh, medical uh, community is doing or, you know, what's been going on, then you know what? You've got a voice. Go out and, voice and, and express that voice. I don't know how many petitions I've signed over the last couple of years. You know, if you don't like the economy, right, what can you do to change your own economy to make it better for you and your fellow man? If you don't like the uh, your health, what can you do today to start improving your health, your vitality? And a lot of times, like you said, no, we want consistency. You know what? I've, I've eaten, you know, the sugar meals since I was a kid and I'm going to eat them until I'm 90 years old. Well, great. But how is that impacting you and your children, your grandchildren? What kind of example are you setting there? You're setting an example of health and vitality and, and being the best version of yourself. Are you just caught up in the system? that maybe doesn't work anymore. I think that's what we're really talking about here. He's uh, Ken Foster. This is Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, and you are listening to the program that brings you new paradigms for a new world, and I hope that you will continue to listen to this program as we talk about change. Um, it's the one constant in the universe, and we need, to, uh, this is the way I put it, Ken, we need to embrace it, we need to encourage it, we need to make it our friend. We need to love it intimately, absolutely intimately, because it's the only thing that's always there.
Yeah. And then and all one- change, all change is not for the benefit. It, it's not for the benefit of you. It's not for the benefit of the humanity or society. All change is not for the benefit. We need to look at those changes and say to ourselves, what can we do to make it beneficial to ourselves and to society and everybody else? Right. So if you see something out there and you don't like the system, you've got a voice. You know, if you don't want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. If you do, then wear it. But, yeah. you know, you've got choice. Yeah. You're a choice here. Yeah. And you got to, you know, I think this is a time where, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> last few decades were about expressing oneself. Yeah. Today is about taking action and knowing yourself and taking action that, that takes courage to be able to make change. Right. Yeah. It takes courage to step up and say no. OK. Or maybe to say yes to something. That's what we're all being called to do here now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, someone said to me uh, not too long ago um, uh, with what I, I'm personally going through, they say they will tell me and they say it very kindly. They say, Richard, you wrote the script. OK, this script is yours. OK, now, if you don't like the script, if you're not uh, fond of it, what have you, you can always rewrite it. OK, yeah. it doesn't have to continue on that way. Do you find a lot of people, especially in the business settings that you you sur- that you uh, encircle, if you will, that they have a real hard time with making those kinds of decisions, not necessarily corporate or businessly, but personally, individually. Uh, look at the number of people who are quitting their jobs. They've had enough. They don't want to do it. as much as, for example, teachers. I was watching this report about teachers. As much as they love teaching, they just can't do it anymore. They just can't. Not not the way that it is now. So they're going off and they're doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're creating home schools. They're doing charter schools. So they're grouping together with other parents and creating schools that really empower children. They realize the system is broken. If you're realizing the system is broken, you have a courageous uh, choice to make. You know, here's the challenge, Richard. Um, a lot of us, including myself, probably you, <laughs> um, we think we're making the best choices. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've been thinking that for a long time. And, you know, <clears throat> when, you, when you're caught up in thinking, I'm making the right choices, you're not really in a place where you can look at and say, I need to change. That's why I believe daily introspection is so important, okay? Mm. You know, are, are you really looking at your life? Are you looking at your relationships? How are they working, right? Scale yeah. of 1 to 10. How's your finances? Scale of 1 to 10. How's your social life? Scale of 1 to 10. How's your spiritual life? Scale of 1 to 10. How are you? Are you at a 1 or are you at a 10? Things are really clicking. Can you even be at a 10? I've coached a lot of people who go, no, I can't be at a 10. I'm always improving. Give yourself a break. Be at a 10 and then go improve some more. Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's that place where we get stuck. Um, and, and here's what I challenge the audience right now. <clears throat> think of something that's not working in your life right now. And then think about all the time you felt that you were making the right choices when you weren't. That's a good starting point because now you've got some humility. You've got some distance. You could say, you know what? Maybe I do need to make a change. Maybe I do need. And, and, and here's the other thing that gets people stuck. Oh, it's always going to be this way. Or, you know what? That's that's for other people. They, I, I don't really have an interest in that. Yeah. We all have an, one interest. We want to be happy. We all want to be happy. You know, we all want to be healthy. 
We all want to feel good. And, you know, most of us want others people to feel happy, feel healthy, and feel good, right? So we know that. So if you're not in that place, use that as a measuring stick. Okay, I made some poor choices. Today's the day I can look at myself interest without any passion around it. Oh, I'm bad. I made the wrong choices. Forget all that. That's useless. Just look at what's working, what's not working, and think about some new changes you can make for yourself. If you do that, I can guarantee one thing. Your life is going to get better. And you will have that happiness. You will, you will get out of the rut or wherever you are. And you will stop looking at what you can complain about. You'll start looking at, in, instead, you'll start looking at what, you, what are the three steps you can take today to make your life better. And it seems to me, Ken, that this is where that still small voice comes in. Right? It's right where it is. And here's the thing. A lot of people have never heard their still small voice because their mind is going so fast. Mm -hmm. And we're going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. And the greatest shift in my life was in 1992 when I learned to meditate. And I would sit and I'd want to get up for, you know, my mind would be racing and I didn't know how to do it. But I said, you know what, I'm going to learn to do it. And I did. And now I hear that still small voice, even as we're speaking, I'm being guided by that little inner voice. And that inner voice for me is the voice that makes all the decisions today. Well, sometimes the ego gets back in, but almost immediately. <laughs> almost immediately, I feel the pain and I yeah. make the change. Yeah, yeah. Ken Foster is my guest, and uh, he has, I think, a, a, a phenomenal message for all of us. And I hope that you folks will uh, take advantage of that. Uh, the courage to change everything, I think, uh, would behoove all of us to get a copy of and find out more. But you have more than that. I mean, you've also mentioned, of course, that you have the uh, you have the radio program. Tell us a little bit about uh, how that evolved and and germinated, if you will, into what it is today. Tell us a little bit about Absolutely. that. You know, I started in radio, Richard, and and um, I started at KCBQ in San Diego, which is a local station, but it's uh, connected to the Salem Broadcast Network, which is hundreds of uh, radio stations around the uh, country, top uh, talk radio show. That's where I started. And then I went into podcasting. And then from podcasting, I went into streaming. And from streaming, I went into uh, television. And today our show is syndicated in 185 countries on, uh, on streaming and radio and TV and regional cable markets around the country. People can find it at voicesofcourage.us. I also want to give a plug. I don't know if we plugged where they can get the book. Uh, they can get it on Amazon, The Courage to Change Everything. Mm -hmm. you, you can also get it on my website. If you go there, you have some bonuses for you. That's at couragetochange.us. And, um, yeah, I hope, I hope they'll check that out because some really nice bonuses there, uh, one of which is uh, my program. It's called uh, The Release Process, and uh, it's been developed over 20 years. helps people to get rid of that all those thinking they're right, all the worries and concerns and harms and fears and traumas and dramas of the past, it, you spend about three hours with it and it's gone. Pretty cool. And that's a bonus when you get the book. 
Well, I encourage people to go to your website, Ken Foster, and get a copy of your book. Again, as you say, it's it's going to be available at all the usual outlets, Amazon and so forth. Uh, might even be available at your uh, brick-and-mortar bookstore if you still have one in your neighborhood. That's right. We are fortunate that we do indeed have uh, a few uh, here in Santa Barbara, and it's really kind of nice yeah. to go in there. I have to tell you that uh, one of my favorite places to go when I was in school was the library. Not so much because of all the books to read, but because of the aroma of the ink and the paper. And it was just a great. And I think that may have a lot to do with my father because he was a he was a uh, printer uh, in in my early days. He actually uh, would uh, do offset printing. That's how far back that goes. And um, and uh, he would print checks. He worked for a company called Rocky Mountain Bank Note Company. Uh, really very fascinating work that he was doing. And I actually got to go there and, you know, he'd come home smelling like the ink. It wasn't like he bathed in it or anything, but you can't help uh, but uh, collect that aroma. And so that was quite familiar to me. This is, to me, uh, fascinating in terms of the work that you are doing. And I'm curious as to how, if it was specifically 1992, or if there was a moment before that, another catalytic moment that brought to you to that place where, let's just say, you know, you found that I, I, I'm going to learn how to meditate, as you put it, you know, trying to, I don't know if it was quiet the mind or Make, I, I put it this way. I want, I'm going to make friends with my mind and say, look, I need 10 minutes. And if you'll give me 10 minutes, I'll come back to you and we'll start doing stuff together. But I would really like to have just 10 minutes alone. Okay. And uh, there's no betrayal going on here. I'm not turning my back on you or, or going to sabotage you uh, because you are as important to me as my still small voice because I need my intellect to process, logically process things. And so if I make friends with my mind, then maybe my mind will say, well, okay, I'll, I'll give him 10 minutes. You know, no big deal. Uh, I mean, that's just one theory on my part because I remember hearing about meditation back in the 70s when I was a kid growing up that you had to quiet your mind. You had to tell it to shut up. Now, you were almost making an enemy of it. And I thought, wait a minute, but that's part of who and what I am. I can't, I can't, that'd be like saying, I love my right hand, but I hate my left hand, you know. Uh, can you <laughs> give us some insight into how you began this I, I journey? Will, I will give you some insight. And, um, you know, we got a lot of yogis, yogis, you know, yoga, yogis on the planet. And, um, you know, those teachings go back uh, uh, thousands and thousands of years, the principles that have come over to the West from some of the uh, yogi sages over mm -hmm. the years. And, um, you know, whether you believe in yogi sages or yoga, or if you're, you know, it really doesn't matter what religion you are, you know, you're Christian, you're Buddhist, you're um, <clears throat> whatever it is. Um those principles are, are, are uh, sound. There's some sound principles there. And um, one of the uh, things that uh, at the essence of all spiritual teachings is that, um, you know, we're, that God is one, we're one with God in that, in that, you know, God is found not outside of ourselves, but within ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So um, the yogi teaching says that we are sat shit, not S-H-I-T, C-H-I-T, Sat, Chit, mm -hmm. Ananda, ever-existing, ever-conscious, ever-new bliss, right? Mm -hmm. Wow, that uh, that intrigued me. 
ever conscious. That's cool. I like that. Ever existing. I like that. Ever new bliss. I don't know how to get that, but I want that. And, um, you know, that's where I started. And listen, I found that not only are we not the bodies, we're not the mind. <laughs> that we are something greater than that. That we all have a mind. In fact, we share a collective mind, um, as Carl Jung might say. And, um, you know, there's three types of minds. There's the superconscious mind, there's the conscious mind, and the subconscious mind, right? Subconscious mind is everything we've experienced in this world. In the past, conscious mind is what we're doing right now. You're being conscious here. And then the superconscious mind, where we tap into. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's that collective mind that we all share. Yeah. There's a lot of wisdom in there, you know, etheric records and things like that. But what if we were higher than that? What if there's something else out there? Ever new bliss. That's where kind of where yoga comes in, and that's where meditation comes in. Well, we let go of our mind. It's not about fighting our mind. It's just allowing ourselves to expand into a greater sense of ourselves. So that's what I found. You know, if, if uh, people have an interest in finding out more about yoga, I would direct them over to uh, yogananda.org, um, Y-O-G-A-N-A-N-D-A, yogananda.org. And they can learn. There's guided meditations there. There's beginning meditations. There's, you know, ways for people to connect um, and learn how to meditate. That's, that's yeah. what I did. That's in it. It works. It's awesome. You get a lot more peace and joy and happiness Very good. when you learn how to quiet and still the mind. Well, my metaphysical primer was autobiography of a yogi at the age of 16, 17 years of age. I have a copy of it, not only a hard copy, but also an audible copy uh, from the version that I would listen to as a kid from Recordings for the Blind, recorded in New York when I was wow. listening to books. So, uh, uh, and, and that's one of the things that was coming up in my mind when you were speaking earlier uh, about things. And all of a sudden these stories from Paramahansa came up in my mind about the Swami Tiger and about the, oh, uh, yeah. all of these different stories. And it was fabulous. Ken, I um, can't thank you enough. I want to have you back to talk more about the work that you're doing. But I um, have three final questions I'd like to ask you as we wrap up this particular edition of Tell Me Your Story. Uh, but uh, again, thank you for gracing our microphones and our video cameras and all of that stuff in this program with, with the work that you are doing. And I, I certainly hope that people will go to your website, KenFoster.com, which we will be linked to. Zed, Richard, it's actually Ken D. Foster. Oh, so there is a D in Ken, there. Okay. There's so, a D in there. Yeah. All right. D Ken, Donald. Ken D. Foster. All right. And as I said, we will be linked to that website. But again, thank you so much. It's been fabulous. You too, Richard. Thank you so much for doing this work. I really appreciate it. What are the three questions you got for me? Well, uh, before I mention those three questions, I want to remind our listeners and viewers that uh, we're here Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesday mornings at 9 a.m. for the special edition of Tell Me Your Story. We stream live at those times at richarddugan.com, and the podcasts are, of course, there at richarddugan.com, as well as SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and many other locations across the internet. We're also on YouTube where you can watch these interviews. And as of this program, I want to thank those of you who have been listening to the podcast. In just over four years, we have over 62,000 listens. I, I just, and in one year, we have done more 
than the first three years. We had like 32, 33,000 listens, whereas in the first three years we had 30,000. So I thank you so much for, for listening and sharing and reposting the interviews. Uh, we're also on YouTube where you can watch these interviews. And of course, if you'd like to support the work we're doing, we do have a PayPal account for your security as well as ours. And we hope that you will do what you can. We'll take energetic support as well. We will put it to good use, I promise you. And please participate as we've been talking about meditation and the intuition, that still small voice. Spend some time with your still small voice. Learn more about yourself. I know that's another area we can talk about too the next time we get together, Ken. The three questions. I always feel like I'm, I'm uh, uh, doing the, the, the lightning round at the end of a game show when I do these three final questions. Uh, but uh, the first of those, who is Ken D. Foster? Well, Candy Foster is a uh, individual that has evolved over the years, who has made a lot of mistakes and has learned from those mistakes. Today, uh, in terms of the essence of me, is I would say I'm an individual who's patient, who's kind, who's compassionate, who's filled with love. And I'm here to serve and be the best version of this incarnation that I possibly can. So that's who I am. What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now? It's been a really deep question in the last uh, month and a half since I was sick uh, and uh, had a serious injury. And what I found is that I'm doing the work that I'm supposed to be doing right now. And that is being an amazing coach and mentor to those that come to me, being an, uh, uh, an author and a speaker, and uh, being of service to my family and those that are important to me. So that's what I do, that's what I be, and um, I'm enjoying life doing that. And finally, what is your life's purpose? My life purpose? God realization. That's it. I'm with you there. Ken, thank you once again. Ken Foster for joining us on the program. KenDFoster.com, the website. And we do look forward to having you back again to talk more about this. Thanks. Thanks. I'd love to come back. And uh, congratulations on all the success on the show. And um, wow, you're doing a great job. Thank you, Richard. Thank you. And I thank you for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we give you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lull.